Okay, guys, question for you. What's one thing that can help me deal with conflict and triggers? What's up, Recovery Warriors? Have you seen our Patreon site yet? If not, you need to go check it out. As you know, here on the podcast, you get this content for free. But over on Patreon, it gives us the opportunity to give you more interaction with us so that we can help you more in depth. So while you're listening right now, go over, hop on Patreon. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N and type in the betrayed, the addicted, and the expert, and you'll find us there. Or you can click on the show notes um, to the link over to Patreon. There's next level tools and resources there. So we hope to see you over there. Now let's get on with the show. We are so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive after betrayal, trauma, or addiction. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. Now why am I an expert? Because I've treated betrayal, trauma, and addiction for over a decade. Okay, so I got a review here. It says, a friend heard Ashlyn as a guest speaker on a different podcast, and she said I needed to track her down and follow her. I did and found this podcast. It was just what I needed when I needed it. The betrayal was new, and I was drowning. All the real-life examples I had or heard of were of people separating and I felt like there was no hope in surviving this. I desperately was seeking hope and examples of people that saved and, and thrived. Your podcast has expedited my recovery 100%. Although I was doing the best I could on my own, I was triggered all the time in a constant fear cycle, trying to control what I couldn't control because I wanted safety so badly, and I was drowning. Not only have I gotten hope from your podcast, but I've also received tools to help me manage myself. Like Ashlyn always says, get curious. I've done just that. I'm still learning and still have lots to work on, but I have hope and I have you guys to listen to. Thank you for putting this content out there. It has truly been a blessing in my life. Man, that is so awesome. It's a generous review. Thank you. So, thank you so much. And ironically, we're going to talk about getting curious today. Yeah, what do you know? <laughs> There's the topic right there. Yeah. And that's one of our latest reviews. We didn't really uh, yeah, plan that too much. we're on the same page. I love yeah. it. The power of curiosity is incredible. Yeah. Um, Ashlyn, you've been on the, on, the, on the roll this year so far with, with being curious. Why don't you speak to that and what that's been like for you? Well, I, it is this year more than anything, but I think it was more, yes, we, we did to get into recovery, we did have to like, okay, I'm going to stay in my own lane. I'm going to work on me, what I can control. Um, we're not necessarily working on recovery skills and, and battling that thing right now. We're working on life right now. And for me to still step into, why am I showing up this way? What am I feeling? Yeah. Um, and to really use curiosity as a tool in my yeah. toolkit mm -hmm. has been a big win for me this year right and um just to, i guess sh have it show up in different areas and roles that i play in life well think about curiosity it it uh i love that ashton it, it opens up possibility so in your brain if you're if you're in a fixed mindset so if you just think things should be this way no matter what and and it's black and white either it's this way or that way and it needs to happen that way then your limbic system or your midbrain is firing off saying, ugh, like I have emotion around this thing because it shouldn't be this way or shouldn't be that way, um, which then fires off more um, thoughts about the way things should or shouldn't be. Narratives start going crazy. Nuts. And then more emotions come, more thoughts come, and you're, you're caught up in, in this chaos or this crisis 
Um, whereas if you stop for a minute and you, you get curious, um, you're, you're actually operating from a different part of your brain. You're up in your frontal lobe and, and you're thinking through why, is, why are things the way they are or what's really going on here. And you're in an exploratory mode. Um, you're not in a fixed mindset mode. So you're processing the inputs around you, but you're exploring that rather than just reacting to it. Yeah. How, how it shows up for me when I'm not being curious is those things I'm living in my head. Uh-huh. Number one, I'm feeling a lot of emotion, um, holding it in, yes. not really seeing anything about it. Um, the the narratives are repeating. It's a broken so, record. So when you're living in your head, you're not living from your uh, your heart or right. your gut, right? You're not like really feeling what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Another way it can show up for me is I'm going to go tell someone all these like really hard things that are happening so that they can like validate that like everything's so hard. <laughs> right, right. So you can Some feed all, that all, narrative. Yes. yes. Thank you. Yes. Right. I have no role in any of this. Yes. No Everyone. accountability. <laughs> right. Yes. No power. Yes. So oh, go ahead. I was just going to say Saturday, Kobe and I were talking about this on the way up <laughs> to the podcast today on Saturday. Um, I'm going to be really open here. Hormones played a role in how I felt. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? That never happens. <laughs> I'm a woman. Yes. And so emotions were like through the roof for me. And I'm mm -hmm. not like yelling. I'm not screaming. I'm not. They're just there. They're just, they're just there. there. And everything felt really big yeah. and everything Kobe did was super annoying driving you nuts right <laughs> and I was like I hate people so mm -hmm. now what mm -hmm. so that I can sit in that right and I think I did for like half the day where I was just like oh my gosh like all these feelings I'm having and it just like I look at him and I'm annoyed and I went upstairs and I took out my journal mm -hmm. and I just got curious like what does this actually look like on paper get it right. out of my head right that's a great tool to get curious is, is to write it out and see it on paper because when it's all inside of you, it's just circulating and yeah. causing more and more chaos. Yeah. So, so what was the result? Um, I'm awesome. <laughs> and I'm not a douche anymore. Yeah. You're not, you're not so <laughs> he, bad. He had to get <laughs> to that. So bad. He had to get to that point. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course we did. <laughs> yes. That's the end of the story. Well, it also, it allowed like sitting down and slowing my roll allowed me to like, what's playing into how I'm feeling yeah. hormones. Hello. Wake up, Ashlyn. Like, right. it's okay that you're feeling all these things, but you need to accept and get curious of, why all these things are happening right now. So um, it allowed me to feel it, to accept it, but then also to kind of release that and, and realize it's not so bad. Like uh, you're, you're only seeing like well, this When much. you got curious, <laughs> you actually regulated your emotions yeah. down and you weren't in, in as much chaos. So, I, I mean, curiosity works to regulate your emotions, even when you're hormonal, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it works for other things too. It works for... Um, stepping into conflict with your partner. It works for regulating or, 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 or changing your behaviors around trigger and not acting out. It's a relapse prevention tool to get curious. It's a powerful thing to be a curious person. So, um, Kobe, have, do you use it? Uh, I used it this weekend when I saw Ashlyn being really You had plenty uh, of opportunities. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, which, which is really funny because we're both being curious, is, like what's wrong with this what is, is going on. <laughs> this is part two to the conversation we had in route to the podcast. Uh, here's what's really, here's what's cool about 
what happened over the weekend is I knew that um, you were going to start your cycle, that hormones were, were starting. And once I was, once I was like observing the nonverbals, <laughs> once I was listening to the tone, and then I started thinking, okay, where are we in the month? And I'm like, oh, okay. What it really, what the curiosity really did was allowed me to not take anything that was either said or alluded to or any, any of the things uh, personally. It was like, I can attach this, this weekend and the emotions that I observed to the fact that hormones are playing a role. And I'm, and, and I was like, I'm totally okay with that. And historically, yeah, that's a when very you were different. mean, um, or when you were hormonal or whatever, I would, I would l legit like take the HOV lane to Victimsville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was mayor, and I was like, I own that place. So, okay? so notice how your curiosity makes it so you don't take her personally, yes. right? What she's doing. Yes, yeah. and 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 that is not a. <laughs> That's not a Kobe. That's not a historically, that's historically not a norm for me. But um, it allowed me to, to do that. It allowed me to, um, to attribute those things appropriately. But it also um, allowed me to be more of a duck and let things just slide off my back and realize, ah, this and, is just. And I think it's important to okay. note he wasn't like, oh, I can see that you're hormonal. Oh, right. It wasn't, wasn't that. Gaslighting He you. really just like took a back, like well, gave me that, a break. That's not curiosity. Yeah. Going to you and being like, I know what's going on and you're <laughs> hormonal. No, curiosity is what is going on? Yeah. Like ta it's taking that step back and really trying to observe and, and understand what's going on inside of you uh, as well as with the people around you. Because mm -hmm. yeah. historically so. I would have taken, I would have, I would have interpreted that behavior with, okay, I did something wrong. Um, I did something she doesn't like. So maybe she doesn't like me. She's probably rejecting me and I'm no good. All of which was just this, you know, recurving gerbil wheel that existed in my life always. And none of that was true, but that, that question, that, that, that whole experience was really, really important for me just to observe. And so that I could stay present. Yeah. So that I could exist and, not be and and not pick up stones that's okay it. so one of the first things to do is to observe one of the second things to do is to fact check mm -hmm. like what so you're observing and then you're really getting clear with what really is going on you did that in your journal yeah. ashlyn that you it sounds like you were do, going through that process in your head correct with ashlyn correct right so okay you 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 observe you fact check um and then what well i, I so a fact check but let me let's drill down on that a layer two um I think what I did was, is I was able to identify specific situations or environmental factors that, that, that were maybe the cause of the, the strife, like the, yeah. you know what I mean? Okay. And once I was able to be curious about those things, then it was like, okay. So, so identifying, so it was, it was observing and then, um, and then fact checking, but also like seeing what else could it could be a factor in the equation that led to a rough weekend. I'm and th that was really, really helpful for me. So I'm going to say this, and I don't know if it's going to make sense. So, uh, and I don't know if I can explain it. So okay. come on, legend, the pressure's on now. <laughs> well, it, it's not about even, even finding the answers. So, so you can get curious and you can fact check and you can figure this stuff out. You can realize, oh, Ashlyn might be a little bit hormonal and, 
uh, you know, but, but really the beauty of it is, is, uh, you're, you're going to get the positive benefits just by being curious. It's not necessarily getting those facts. You've regulated your emotions. You're mm -hmm. not, you're not, you know, amping yourself up and going crazy because in your brain, you're asking questions. Mm -hmm. Um, you're, you're, you're being mindful and you're being present. And so, and you'll get those, those answers like, mm -hmm. Oh, this is what's actually going on. But that's the beauty of it is now you're not in a rage of anger or, on the HOV lane to, to Victimsville, right? Yeah. Because you got curious. Um, the same thing exists with, with triggers. You know, we could take betrayal trauma trigger or a, an addiction trigger or whatever. Let's take a betrayal trauma trigger. Um, you're freaking out because you just like are, are freaking out. It's, let's say it's an anniversary of D-Day or something like that. Um, if you, if you, if you just go in your, in your midbrain, if you just keep going, then you're going to start reacting in the fear cycle. Um, but if you stop and back up and get curious, you might find the facts, whatever the facts are. And the facts might be horrible. Um, they might not be, usually they're not as bad as you think they are. Um, but now your brain's in a different place. You're feeling things differently, right? Did that make sense? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like no matter even if I don't change my behavior, Kobe still did some really great things for himself. Absolutely. And what he can control. D it despite you. Yeah. Right? And that's really what happened. Yeah. To be honest, because it did take me like a day to really work through that stuff on my own and see myself. And he still was showing up. Kobe has a choice. He has a choice. I can I can victim out here or I can get curious. And, and in that curiosity, I can understand my power, what's in my control, what's not in my control. Um, and, and then you can step into that. Mm -hmm. And, but and that's a beautiful thing. That's That right there is interdependency. Oh, Go ahead. Ooh. say that again. Ooh. Good job, Kobe. Interdependency, <laughs> uh, a little bit. He's working on it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super working on that. But you're doing good at it. Well, I was good at it this weekend, so. Every day. I'm just trying to give him experiences so he can grow. Hey, good job, Ashlyn. Yeah. yeah. Way to provide. Kobe, I'm going to do you a solid <laughs> for the whole weekend. <laughs> but I think I, so that, so the key P not one of the key pieces on this, this particular instance, then we can move on to the next one is, is that I, by going through that exercise of curiosity, my conclusion was that Ashlyn was not rejecting me that my conclusion was that I was good enough and this wasn't about me. Okay. Does yes. that make sense? Okay. Yeah. And, and, so and you I found some truth. I did. And, okay. and, and again, and it's okay for Ashton to be upset. Super, okay. super, uh, super okay. And f for someone who, I mean, my mom was deeply codependent. Uh, my dad was not as bad as my mom, but, and then, so I learned that, like <laughs> I learned how to eat like overachiever. Um, and, and so it, it's, when I'm trying to stay in interdependence, it was helpful for me to rationally end up at that place where I could appropriately attribute those things. I could see the, all the factors, basically all the, all the numbers in the equation that got me to the point where I said, this is not about me. Right. And this is not me. And uh, that, was a, that was a very important thing because again, historically, I have always taken anything that Ashlyn did, you know, any way that she responded negatively as, as me. Can which I, is like a super Can I tell a story about this? Yeah. yeah. So I um, I was down in my crawl space, and, and it was like under, under my house. It was a horrible space. Like, Man, it sounds cozy. Yeah, where rats <laughs> loved it, whatever. I don't know what they do. But, <laughs> um, 
but we we'd store our stuff down there so I, I got the world's heaviest bin that we needed to get out for something and it was so heavy and I had to squeeze it through this little space so I had to get up and under the bin and like push it up through this little space so I was, I was like laying on the dirt in the dark like oh my pushing gosh. this really heavy thing and, and my wife was above <laughs> me, above it kind of guiding it out of this hole and so I'm pushing it and it's not going and I'm just getting crushed by this thing and I'm like honey just pull it through you know and I wasn't I wasn't mad at her I was just panicking because I was ah and she freaked out and she she shut down she didn't want to talk to me I think she swore at me and I thought holy cow I was just getting crushed like that's I'm you know we finally we finally got it out did you um, give her the adrenaline shot she needed to, in order to pull that out to save you? <laughs> or did she leave? <laughs> no, she left. She like <laughs> shut down, didn't want to talk to me. And and I, I love Jenny. And, but but this was an easy one for me because she way overreacted. And her, her grandma died that morning. Oh. So so here I am like th- I could very easily victim out. But if I get curious easily, it's like hang on here. What's mm-hmm. really going on? Um, I, I can, I can see that. I can understand that. I'm not going to take personally yeah. her freaking out about me, po- about dying, right? Yeah. Almost dying. Um, so, so, but that's just, that's, that's an easy example. Her grandma died. That's an easy example for me to back up and be like, I get it. I see it. But we can do this in little tiny things. So when you guys have flare ups in your relationship, if one or the other of you can get in your wise mind and just stop and say, okay, hang on, what's really going on here? Um, and, and if you can voice it to each other, you know what, honey, I really want to fight with you right now or I really want to just like have it out because I'm stressed about work and I'm tired. I, I haven't slept very well in two nights. And to be honest with you, that's really what's going on. It's going to help the other person be like, oh, my curiosity thing's going to kick in and I'm going to more accept what's going on instead of engage in the drama of it all. Very cool. I like that. Um, so here's here's something also interesting um, that has come up uh, this week in relationship to curiosity and how curiosity plays a role in this. As far as like triggers are concerned, yeah, right? Curiosity and triggers. I would get to this place where I would get on my phone and I would search and search and search and search and search and search for some way to uh, find something that was that was um, tantalizing. And by the time I had got on my phone, or by the time I had left and gone on a trip, I was already hijacked, and I was way outside <laughs> of my life. addiction mind. cycle. I was totally, oh. totally hijacked, right? And so, what? Looking back on that. Um, Cause I had a guy who went through something similar. It's like, let's get, let's get curious about what, what took place in your life the, the day or couple of days leading up to that moment when you were hijacked. Because once you, once you actually got on your phone or once I got, once I got on my phone, I was done. Like I was, I wasn't there and, and I had no capacity for curiosity. So that's helped me a ton to evaluate um, being curious on my triggers has helped me to, to, to evaluate uh, my surroundings, my environment, my devices, my emotions, all the things that contribute to that, that point of being hijacked. Yeah, so it's, it's a tricky thing. You, you think, you know, the, the way to work through a trigger is to step toward the trigger. 
and, and that's that first step toward a trigger is curiosity. So, um, you know, if you, if you're wanting to get on your phone and search and search and search, instead of tell yourself, stop doing this, I shouldn't do this. This is bad. That, that, that's running away from the trigger. I shouldn't do this. You, you stop and say, why am I wanting to do this? Why am I doing this right now? What's going on with me? Um, a woman's running down the street, you know, and not very well, not dressed, let's say. Why, why do I want to lust after her right now? Why do I want to stay stuck on this right now? Um, maybe I'm bored. Maybe I'm stressed. Like, what, what do I need to face so that I can deal with this trigger? Um, as opposed to just say, oh, like, it's bad that I'm looking at her. I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't. You're just adding shame to your trigger, where curiosity adds adds reflection and mindfulness to your trigger. And it sounds like that you don't necessarily come out of that trigger when you don't implement curiosity, that you can actually come out of it and say, okay, I'm, I'm getting wise here yes. by slowing down and really questioning where I'm at and why I'm here. Without that self-reflection, I don't know the way out. You, you just, you're going to be in your limbic system and you're gonna, you, your cycles are going to start and, and work themselves through. So that really curiosity, mindfulness is what we're talking about mm-hmm. without getting mindful of what's really going on with you. But curiosity is the way to get there. That's super so. interesting. Um, okay, so can this be applied? Can curiosity be applied? Um, well, we already kind of talked about that, right? Like, can, can I be curious about what triggers you, Ashlyn? Yeah. And um, what's going to be, I don't know if I've actually been that i mean we were in conflict over the weekend but i don't know that i was necessarily curious about what triggered it um but talk about that if you will like what does that look like being if i if i see you triggered there are lessons i guess i'm kind of just putting this together myself if i see you triggered there are lessons that are that are there for me there's like writing on the wall when you're triggered and if I give myself time to be curious and observe what's taken place for you that's led to a triggered state, then that can really help and serve me in future. But it also facilitates something really interesting, which is the third point of, of curiosity, which, which, you know, curiosity can lead to empathy. Connection. I mean, look at, look at this. Some pretty powerful, important stuff. Curiosity um, leads to relapse prevention. Um, curiosity helps you deal with conflict and curiosity helps you. It, 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 it really is, um, important to, to empathize with yeah. people to connect. So let's say Ashlyn were triggered and, and you didn't really know why, um, if, if the shame based you were there, the defend, the defended you, um, you would tell her how horrible she is for being triggered or you would shut down or shut off and just, just avoid it all. But the curious you would step toward her and, and, and want to hold space for her. To, to, and, and she might not even know what's going on with her. And she needs to explore those things. And when you get curious, you become a part of that process for her. Of Tell me more. We've talked about to say, say more. What's going on? I want to understand. All of that stuff is curiosity and action. So I like it. Yeah. And I... I go back to knowledge is power. And so the more we can learn from each other and how we are 
trying to show up different. Yeah. I mean, because the reality is most of you guys who are listening, I would say all of you, are trying to do something different yeah. and trying to take on new behaviors. We're right there with you. We still mess up. Um, it's in different ways now. It's in life and work and parenting. Um, but I know you guys are there with us and, and dealing with this stuff. And so I think the curious, being curious for me um, just slows me down. Yeah. In, in life in general, why am I so bothered about this neighbor? Why yeah. am I so bothered right. about what? And it, and it makes me sit down instead of going to people and telling them about all my stuff. It's better to slow it down than to freak out. Yeah. Yeah. I can respond rather right. than react. Yeah. And that's really how I want to show up. I don't always do it, but that's what I want. Right. I got a I got a guy in group. I'm gonna just share a quick success story because I've got a guy in group who uh, talked about his wife being triggered, and he was like, out of nowhere, I just thought, man, I wonder why she's triggered. I wonder I wonder what that's about, or what that's like for her. And and so he once he asked the first question, okay, of how okay I need to be curious about this, and he said, okay, I wonder what's going on, right? That led to an additional question. What happened today? What is she feeling? Why is she feeling that? And this series of questions that he was asking were really like stepping stones to her shoes. So he could, he could be in her shoes mm-hmm. and he could see and feel her perspective, which is empathy. And, you know, we'll go into more about this uh, at another time, but I see curiosity as, as a bridge to empathy and this spans all couples no matter if they're in addiction or betrayal or not healthier i mean it doesn't matter this is this is a human thing curiosity can lead to understanding where another person is coming from and uh it really hit me right between the eyes and i was like wow this is a really incredible moment to understand it you know how it can do that um curiosity killed the cat you know that Yes. Yeah. So curiosity isn't all good. Sorry, cat <laughs> lovers. <laughs> but but let's talk about what what kills curiosity really quick. Mm, good. Um, so uh, rigidity kills curiosity. So if you if you have a rigid construct in your brain about the way things should be, um, then you're not gonna you're not gonna stop and and allow allow difference and allow change and and things like that. Um, assumption kills curiosity. If you already know what's gone on, then hmm. why are you going to stop and get curious about it? Um, so get off your high horse and don't think you have it all figured out because that will kill the curiosity. Um, shame kills curiosity. Um, I don't, yes. I don't want to reflect on why I, I am this way or that way. So I don't want to look at that because that's scary because I know that I'm not enough. Um, so fear and shame will shut you down and not allow you to be curious. That is, you totally just described me for most of well, my life. Well, I think both of us, really, those are the things that yeah. kept us in that spin cycle and in a place where neither of us were happy with how we were showing up. Right. So, Yeah, it was pretty pretty incredible. But um, curiosity, this has been your word all year, Ashley. Yeah, and it's, it's bled to a lot of really good things. It's interesting. Um, Brandon, we found um, all our old... Uh, recovery stuff from when we first started you know, uh-huh. five years ago like the original binder yeah bi- okay. he, he had a binder we both had a journal like a notebook I, I wonder if i wrote a lot of that stuff 
Probably did. Probably did. And, who knows? Yeah. And then my workbook, we found all these things and I went and I looked in my journal. I didn't read yours. Um, because I know if you read Pretty mine. Pretty sure you couldn't read yeah, mine that's true. if I did write in it, right? <laughs> he wrote, but it was chicken scratch. Um, <laughs> it was well, a different exactly. language. It looks like it was left-handed, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> left-handed upside down and uh, yeah. Yeah, written in a mirror. No, but it's funny because I honestly, I think this these things were new to me. And I didn't have that skill set yet. And I was still getting a lot of education and knowledge. I was really scared. Um, and so to read my, just I read the first three pages just kind of skimmed through of like holy crap i look crazy right like right. it was right after we started right after right. kobe we hadn't even had a full disclosure mm-hmm. it was right after he told me about the second affair and just the craziness that was going through my head and one of the coolest parts was it's how i journaled is how we teach our groups to journal it's we came up with the process because we were just doing, doing it, it. Yeah. And so to see me, the old me, show up on on this journal feeling crazy one day, there's no hope, this is never going to work, how can I ever forgive him? And the next day say, I had a glimmer of hope today, yeah. and this is why. Yeah. I mean, a stranger reading it would be like, she's nuts. Right, and, right. And I look back on it and think, who was I? Right, right. I I'm a different person now, and what curiosity has definitely played a huge role in that, huge. to really look at me. And to be curious about why we both show up the way we do. Yeah, I love it. It's awesome. Well, guys, appreciate you being here. We'd love to have you rate and review uh, the podcast. And uh, if you've heard something here today that you like, that you've enjoyed, love you to share it as well. Thanks for being here. Have a good day. See you guys. I want to invite you guys over to our premium site where you get in-depth content and access to us. We answer questions there for you and you get interaction with like-minded people. To find that site, go ahead and click details and scroll to the bottom, you'll see the link to our Patreon site.